podcast time. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, what time is it? It All Adds Up, the podcast that saves you all the money on all the things. Okay, welcome to the 15th episode of It All Adds Up. I'm Lizzie, and today I'm joined by my brother, John. How's it going? So over the last 14 weeks, we figured out how to save the average U.S. household up to $1,323 per year on their energy and water bills. And today, we're going to dive into the third episode of our four-episode mini-series on reducing your heating and cooling expenses. And because it's the middle of a scorching hot summer, we figured people were on the edge of their seats waiting to hear about winter heating costs. Yeah, I'm sure that's at the top of the list for most people's concerns right now. But for real, annual heating costs are usually the single largest item on a household's energy bills. Our estimates show that heating accounts for 42% of the average household's annual energy bills, or $609 per year. But it's worth mentioning that most of our data comes from 2015, and a lot of factors can differ from year to year that impact your energy bills. For example, in 2019, heating expenses were about 30% higher compared to 2015. And I'm pretty sure that definitely had something to do with the polar vortex, but it could also be dependent on consumption patterns and decreased efficiency in aging heating systems. Damn, a 30% increase would be closer to $800 per year. In addition to climate, weather, and heating technology, heating expenses are highly dependent on fuel type and the current market price for each fuel. About 50% of homes use natural gas for heating, 35% of homes use electricity, and the rest use propane, wood, or heating oil. So in addition to the different fuel types, there are several different types of heating sources as well. And the most common are furnaces, boilers, heat pumps, and space heaters. And furnaces and boilers can use any type of fuel, while heat pumps and space heaters use electricity. And then there are also several different types of systems used to distribute the heat throughout the home. So heat pumps and furnaces use four air systems, and boilers use radiators or radiant heating in the walls and floors. A lot of options. And if you remember, we actually touched on heat pumps last episode when we talked about cooling systems. So heat pumps can cool the house in the summer, then switch modes to heat the house in the winter. We actually installed an air source heat pump at our parents' home a couple years ago. They used to have a split system for cooling and a natural gas furnace for heating. But now they use the electric heat pump to cool and heat. But because their heat pump isn't as efficient at super low temperatures, they switch over from the heat pump to a natural gas furnace when it's really cold outside. And their old cooling and heating systems were over 25 years old, so they were pretty inefficient. But after they upgraded, they saved over $900 per year in energy bills. It was interesting, though, because in the winter, their electricity bill actually increased because of the new electric heat pump. But the natural gas savings were so large that they ultimately saved money. Another approach they could take to reduce their heating expenses would be to switch to space heaters. If you only need heat in one or two rooms at a time, small space heaters can be much cheaper than heating an entire house. But absolutely be sure to unplug the space heater when no one is in the room to maximize your safety. But it's even cheaper to focus on keeping yourself warm as opposed to finding ways to heat the air, which then heats you. So wearing heavy clothes and using blankets can greatly cut down on your heating needs. 
In addition to sweatshirts and long pants, wearing hats, gloves, and socks can have a huge impact on your comfort level. To keep your feet even warmer, you can add area rugs to your floors. Yep, gotta keep yourself insulated so you don't lose your body heat. But speaking of losing heat, I read that incandescent light bulbs lose 90% of their energy to heat. That's why they're so expensive compared to LEDs. But if you've already upgraded to LEDs like we recommended in our lighting episode, your heating bills might actually be the tiniest bit higher this winter because you no longer have the excess heat from your light bulbs. But on the other hand, your cooling bills have been that much lower this summer without the extra heat from lighting, so it's still definitely the right call to switch to LEDs. Alright, back to heating. So last episode, we talked about the importance of dehumidifying air when it's cooled. Well, when air is heated, it's important to also humidify it. And remember, humans like the relative humidity range between 40 and 60%. This humidity control is more important than I realized. You don't want the air to be too moist because then mold might be a concern. But if it's too dry, you could suffer from dry skin, sore throats, and other illnesses. Yeah, and it actually turns out that people are more likely to get sick over the winter versus the summer, and not because the winter's cold, but because it's dry. So viruses travel more easily in dry air, so it's super important to maintain healthy levels of relative humidity. And if health concerns weren't important enough, humidity control also has the potential to lower your energy bills. For example, humans perceive 68 degrees Fahrenheit at 40% relative humidity to feel the same as 74 degrees at 20% relative humidity. So if your system can maintain relative humidity at 40%, you can set your thermostat at 68 degrees instead of 74 degrees, which could provide large savings for heating expenses. And if you're looking to upgrade your heating system, make sure to find one that's Energy Star certified to maximize your savings. And for furnaces and boilers, their efficiencies are measured by something called the Annual Fuel Utilization Efficiency, or AFUE. So older models can have an AFUE between 58 and 70 percent, while new furnaces will have an AFUE between 90 and 98.5 percent. We estimate that most upgrades would save 25 percent or more in annual heating costs. And lastly, the reason we decided to talk about building envelope before heating systems is that it's super important to tighten your building envelope before upgrading your heating system. Tightening your building envelope reduces how much energy your heating system needs to heat your home. And this means that you can buy a smaller sized heating system to meet your heating needs. And smaller systems are generally cheaper than larger ones. If you have a heating system that's too big, it won't operate efficiently. But if you have a heating system that's too small, it won't be able to maintain indoor air comfort. Okay, quick recap. All right, so based on 2015 numbers, the average U.S. household spends $882 per year to condition indoor air, with 609 of those dollars used for heating. But for homes that have already tightened their building envelope, this heating price is probably closer to $518 per year. Damn. And the performance of heating systems is super dependent on local climate, fuel type, and system type, but upgrading to Energy Star models can save 25% or more, bringing the average heating costs down to just $456 per year, or down to $388 per year if you've already tightened your building envelope. Hell yeah. And you can achieve even further savings by using space heaters in occupied rooms instead of heating an entire home, and by reducing your heating needs by wearing heavy clothes and by using blankets and area rugs. Hell yeah. So again, because heating is so dependent on local factors, we're going to be conservative and estimate 15% savings, but we're confident that many homes can achieve savings of 25% or more with these recommendations. 
So after just 15 episodes, we're up to $1,401 in savings. And keep in mind that the savings from this episode depend on the climate in your area, how big your home is, what heating system you have, how efficient your system is, what fuel it uses, and the price that your utility companies charge for energy. But even if these financial savings can seem small, just remember, it all adds up. And be sure to follow us on social media. Our Instagram handle is It All Adds Up Podcast. Our website is It All Adds Up Podcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook at It All Adds Up The Podcast. And a huge shout out to John for handling all of the audio work for this podcast. Follow his bands by searching Stray Tuesday or Mother of Earl on Spotify and Apple Music. But like, we don't even need a heater at home because we're so hot. Okay. But seriously, if you're at least an eight, can't you sell heat back to the grid? Yeah, that's how it works.